0: Hello gamers, your ears are in the right place. You're listening to I Never Cast for this episode 5. We are a podcast dedicated to bringing forth discussions on controversial gaming topics and hopefully putting them to rest. But as always, before we get to our big topic for this week, let me introduce who we have here with us today. I have two people joining me today. One who you should all know quite well by now. We have, returning from the last several weeks, we have Trailard, how's it going today, Trailard?
1: It's going pretty good. Not much going on here. Went outside earlier to look at the solar eclipse. Wasn't very good from where I was. Mm -hmm. Three out of ten. Wouldn't look directly at the sun again.
0: (laughs) But you can still see. Yes, I can still see. That's good. That's the main thing. That's always good. Yeah, I didn't see uh I didn't find it that good. It was it was all right to look at it. I sh- Next time, I think twenty twenty four is when it's supposed to happen again here uh, where I live. So I am going to probably buy some cool eye protectors to look at it for then. But yeah,
1: I don't know for for me out here, it just looked as if it had been a bit of Clyde co- uh, cover. It yeah. really wasn't spectacular at no, all. I'm
0: sure, it was a lot cooler in the states. And uh, yeah. also joining us for the first time on the podcast, we have Recusor. How's it going, Rekusor hello very good thank you how are you not too bad and i'm loving your uh you you look just like a drawing that's really interesting actually
2: Uh, it's (laughs) what i was born with it's taken multiple surgeries to get to this point Uh, but you you know how i used to look this is definitely an improvement
0: (laughs) yes that is uh it's a pretty flawless representation of you, for sure. Now, Rekusor was having a, a lot of technical issues before, and That's why we're a little late starting today, but that's all right. It's all unavoidable stuff, and this stuff happens, of course, with technology. But uh, this is the best we can do for a, pi- <laughs> for a picture of him, so it looks uh, looks pretty good. But, uh, yeah, thanks for being on the show today, man.
2: Happy to be here. This is awesome. I've seen the other episodes. Hopefully, you can have a great discussion.
0: Yeah, should be a good time um yes so what's uh what have you guys been up to let's uh trailer you said you weren't up to a whole lot specifically but there's got to be more to the last since we last spoke there's got to be something you've done
1: uh not really playing video games looking after the dog although she's getting better at uh well not being a total witch most of the time but uh as far as as far as games go um I have played a bunch of uh, Secret World Legends I've played a bit of uh, Path of Exiles again Because the expansion did drop on last week Last Friday I think it was uh, So I've sort of been ch- trudging through that a bit And actually over the weekend I will started up Mankind Divided again For no other reason than, well, I was just in the mood for it
0: Yeah, no, that game uh, is a game that's definitely on my list to buy this one uh, I loved the first game. Well, the the first reboot game, the Deus Ex Human Revolution. That game was amazing. So I've heard I've heard pretty good things about Mankind Divided besides a couple microtransactions and stuff like that. But
1: Well it'll yeah. look amazing on your um brand new video card. because uh, 'cause you'd not get the same one I have. Yes.
0: I think did I have the I got it the, did I get it this yeah, I think it was early well, last so week. I don't know if I had it last broadcast, but uh No you didn't. No I didn't <clears throat> So yeah I, yeah, I have a brand new video card. Yeah. I have a brand new video card, 1060 6 gig, uh, GTX 1060. I love it. It can run games very, very well. And it's a pretty good budget card, I got to say. Yeah, so that's pretty cool stuff, trailer. That uh, what have you been up to since birth?
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I wasn't ready for that one. Um keeping busy, uh, working, playing a lot of Dead by Daylight. Pretty great game, I'm a fan. Uh, on and off, with some other games. Injustice Two, big fan right now. We've got some microtransactions and stuff. Uh, yeah, keep them
0: busy. Nice. Inju- Injustice Two is that uh, is that like a Mortal Kombat style fighting game? I don't really know a lot about the Injustice games, but they they look pretty fun from what I can tell.
2: Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, uh, the story behind it's pretty unique. They actually have a full comic back behind, comic book behind it as well. Uh, and yet it's made by the same people that do Mortal Kombat. So in Injustice 2, they actually have Sub-Zero as a DLC character right now.
0: Oh, interesting. No, that's cool. How long has that game been out?
2: Oh, that came out a couple of months ago. I'd say I actually ended up buying a PS4 again just for that. So Injustice some people are going to judge me for that. But yeah, just for Injustice 2.
1: Is it an exclusive? No that no one went right under my radar. I didn't even
2: know it had been released yet. I had a huge amount of fun with the first one. So. Yeah
0: is that an exclusive on playstation
2: no uh it may be on xbox as well but it's not on pc unfortunately that's a a, point for me Uh, i believe the first the first injustice is though it is unfortunately the player base has gone down dramatically which is actually something i want to talk about later on too
0: yeah interesting so stay tuned everybody yeah okay so anything else you guys have been up to worthy of note no
1: Apart from blinding myself, not really. No, <laughs> no. I did get all the stuff, uh, the documentation I needed sorted out for the beginning of the school year again. But yeah, that's not in the least bit interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's
0: good. That's good. It's good to hear.
2: Uh, uh, I uh, yeah, go ahead. I also got a new job, but that's a discussion for when we're not on air.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, congrats though. That's awesome. You got a new job. we're, we're pumped for you, man.
2: Yeah,
1: hopefully the street corner won't get too busy. Oh,
2: we'll see. You know, it's all about uh, market share, profitability, opportunity cost. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, without further ado, let's move on to the gaming news for the week. Some big news that just got announced, I think it was only a few hours ago, actually, that was only brought to my attention by Trailer which I didn't even know about, but I'm super pumped, and Rekusauri, I assume, he will be too. Age of Empires 4 was just announced, so that's pretty cool. What
2: a time to be alive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was obsessed. Well, we were, really, growing yeah,
2: up. Yeah, Kelfair, we sunk so much time into AoE 2. Oh.
0: oh, man, it was such a good game. It is such a good game.
2: It and, is, and they have the HD remit, like... Oh. I'm yeah. not surprised. They're investing more more money and time into the franchise. That makes me really happy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'll admit, I never played a lot of Age of Empires three. I think I like played it a few times, but I, I've even heard a lot of people say it just doesn't. It's not the same feel as AOE two, anyway. But uh, but yeah, no. The, the, yeah, this is this is huge news. I think. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Trailer. Did you play Age of Empires at all?
1: I played the first games, um, and to be honest with you, that's not the news that I'm excited about. Okay. <laughs> uh, specifically, and it is Age of Empires related, is um, they release the art, the put out the release date today for the Age of Empires definitive edition, which is a complete remaster
2: mm-hmm.
1: of the original Age of Empires for its 20th anniversary. Uh, apparently, it's going to have uh, 4K a 4K graphics upgrade okay. a totally remastered soundtrack and improved gameplay things like uh, just quality of life things like uh, UI uh, updates and things like that just to make things a bit uh, fluid mm. into for today's modern market and the release date for that is October 19th but there's a caveat to that after they're finished with that they're going to do the same job on Age of Empires 2 and 3 so oh. that's something that fans of the franchise can definitely look forward to and yeah. could actually bring in a whole new generation of players to it who maybe just haven't played the originals because they think or they look at it and think, well, that looks like an old game, so graphics don't look good, and so on yes. and so forth.
0: Yeah, What a time to be alive indeed. I didn't realize they were doing that with AoE 2 as well. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. And 3. And 3, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, oh. it's essentially what Blizzard just did with StarCraft Remastered. They yeah. they take the exact same game, just make it, pretty it up a little bit. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's pretty awesome, pretty pumped for all those things. I never played the first AoE, actually, but uh, I'm sure that's good as well. Um, other news as well, there's something going on with the Valve Steam keys. So, Trailer, did you want to discuss that a little bit?
1: Yeah, basically uh, what Valve has done is... Um they're, going to reduce, they're looking to, towards uh, reducing the output of game keys that they're providing to developers because uh, the way it works is Valve will create free keys to give to the developers for the developers to do with whatever they wish. Now, the developers can put it onto other stores or they can add it to bundles, but the issue, and I have, at first I thought, well, that's going to affect indie developers and it's going to be bad for the independent scene. All, I mean, just overall. But uh, but reading into it a bit, uh, and especially Valve's own update on it, they've actually come out and said that if a game sells a hundred copies through Steam and receives mostly negative reviews, but yet the developer asks for five hundred thousand keys, then there's a problem there. Um, it's not good business for Valve overall, just simply because. Uh, They're providing the platform and they're providing the means to to download the game. But once the keys go off-site, Valve doesn't get a penny from it. So they're maintaining an overhead for downloading these games that really aren't making making the money for Valve whatsoever. So from a business standpoint, it makes sense. And also reading into it, I don't think it's specifically uh, against indies. But more specifically bad indies you know i mean the shovelware that's put out there uh, that you see and in, heaped into bundles all the time uh, are becoming an issue and i think that could also help uh, the overall quality of games that's uh that's appearing on steam mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. that's a really good point
0: yeah you want to add that add to I that right
2: well, no. I mean, that's really interesting because you know, in the last couple of years, um, as you see more and more indie developers putting things out on Steam, uh, sort of relevant to the early access uh, episode that you had last uh, last time, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of games that really are not that fully fleshed out, and you know, it seems like this is sort of a neat capitalistic way for Valve to filter that
0: out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. No, I don't. I don't think they're in. I think that is something they should be doing. Absolutely definitely yeah anything else you want to say about that anybody
1: no i pretty much said what i I needed to i'll I'll check into it a bit more in in future just to see what's going on with it but for now i think yeah there hasn't been too much information just enough to let us know something's going on out there
0: yeah
2: yeah well you know it's interesting too because you want to manage uh the ability for artists to be able to get stuff out there and be able to show their stuff out there right but at the same time, you hear stories about games that are just being returned and massed, right? So mm. it's interesting. Definitely That's something I'm going
0: to Yeah, definitely worth following for sure. Another update, I guess, uh, from, from last week, we were discussing that on Steam, Destiny, the first Destiny, actually had a presence on there in that people could purchase silver, which is the currency in the game. They could purchase silver for Destiny 1. However... Destiny 1 is not on PC. So that's what we were discussing last week, but there's been a bit of an update. So what's going on with that trailer?
1: Uh, well, just basically uh, someone questioned the community. or well, Somebody asked uh, Bungie what the deal was with that, and uh, one of their community managers uh, came out and said that it happened in error, which is a pretty big error uh, considering the game isn't even released yet. But someone came back and then asked him afterwards, well, you know, I mean, how can you have a currency for a game that isn't out uh, on PC coming out on a platform for specifically PC? And the their only response was, you don't. So it's, I don't know, it's confusing just simply because why was it even there to begin with? Are they making a move to uh, re- release Destiny on PC eventually? But even if they do. Destiny Two is going to be handled by Blizzard. Dot yeah. yeah. Or sorry, what is it called? now, Blizzard. Uh, Blizzard Battle. I think it's
0: Blizzard it. It, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's <laughs> the one. <laughs> but uh, so it's, it's a wee bit confusing as to how this could happen and the way that people could physically buy these through the store. Uh, as we know, the anybody who did buy them, their money was refunded. But I don't know. It's, it's just a really confusing thing. That uh, I mean, why did it did it appear in Steam in the first place?
0: And why would people buy it anyway? That's what I don't get. Just to
1: see if they could.
0: <laughs> oh, could being literally
1: <laughs> serious, I mean, anything that I've seen from people, I, I mean, being asked why would you buy this if, it, if the game itself doesn't exist? Yeah. Just to see if they could, and it was only like a, one one silver was uh, worth
0: one cent. Oh, okay. Did you hear anything about that, Rikuzor?
2: Ah, uh, that's interesting. You know, I mean, uh, something like that came up somewhat recently as well. Uh, I don't remember the game exactly, but it was a game that was released and they were offering uh, DLC right off the bat. I think it was an EA game. Maybe that's just me being unfairly generalizing of EA. Um, (laughs) But they quickly removed it and said, oh, no, sorry, that was a mistake. But, you know, if you think about it and the amount of time and effort it takes to do uh, e-transaction like that between... Multiple systems like Valve and PSN and wherever else it might be. It's like that seems like a heck of a mistake that maybe uh, they took out once the market reacted, perhaps.
0: Yeah, yeah, it could be for sure. Any other new Nothing else to say about that, I guess. Um, no. Yeah, so last bit of news I have. I don't know if you guys have anything else you wanted to share, but the Xbox One X pre orders were essentially announced today or yesterday. I can't remember specifically when, but either way, Many of the pre-orders are, as expected, sold out. Now, a few haven't gone live yet. I don't think Best Buy has gone live, and uh, there's a few other places that are less known that haven't gone live yet either. But I know GameStop is go- is completely sold out for those uh, that are interested in getting Xbox One Xs. Originally, I was considering it, but I just I don't think I can pay that kind of money, especially Canadian prices for an Xbox One X. But, uh, you're not you're not planning to get one either, eh?
1: No, my Xbox One, the original Xbox One, is working perfectly for me. So there's really no uh, excuse for me to upgrade just yet. Uh, it's going to be, I don't know, maybe a, a full year down the line before I even consider it, because uh, it is quite of an investment. Plus, I've got uh, this year's screw fees now coming up. So no, I don't see myself getting it uh, this, on this side of this year.
0: No, And Recuzori, you have a you have a PS Four. Are you planning to get a PS4 Pro or anything? Or maybe an Xbox One X or
2: We'll see. It really depends on the exclusives. As loath as I am to say it, uh, the exclusives can really make or break it for me. So knowing now that Destiny 2 is going to be released on PC, I've invested enough money into my PC that, you know, if I have the option, I'm gonna play the games on here. Uh so at this stage it's hard to say. Have you guys heard of any exclusives that have been announced just
0: yet? Um honestly I don't think so. I don't think there was anything major that it was well the thing with xbox is a lot of the exclusives are going to be on pc anyway through the windows 10 store right so because of the play anywhere yeah exactly so there's not really i don't think there's anything specifically anyway
2: have you Uh, guys heard anything about the xbox versus ps playstation market share at this point it's i'm not sure but i i've sort of heard that it's starting to tip uh more in one direction I'll, I'll let you guys sort of guess if you haven't heard this based on what I've heard recently.
1: I would assume that you're talking about uh, Xbox and it would, be, it would likely be specifically because of things like uh, the backward compatibility makes it better value for money. People are getting more bang for their buck overall this generation compared to what uh, Sony's doing. Their response mm-hmm. to backward compatibility is a streaming service, which I'm totally against anyway. Uh, just more because, well, we should be moving away from that and allowing people to download the games to their consoles uh, to play without having to worry about the internet going down. Interesting. So
2: that's super valid. And you know, you would think from a usability feature that would be the case. Um, what, what about you, Kelter?
0: Yeah, no, I, w- I would say the same thing. I would assume Xbox is doing better. Plus, they got the Game Pass rolling out too, and that's and they got EA Access and all sorts of different features. So I would assume that Xbox is doing better, but I'm I'm assuming by your tone that's not the case.
2: (laughs) Well, that's exactly it. You know, you got to build tension. you got to (laughs) try to get the conversation flowing. Well, no, in fact. So it looks like, um, according to Business Insider, as of early June 2017, uh, PlayStation 4 is just shy then of 60 million consoles sold. Uh, Do you guys want to guess what Xbox One is at at that point?
0: You say 60 million consoles? Six zero. Yes. Holy. Wow. Yeah, that sounds like more than Xbox. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Uh, I don't know. Maybe Xbox is like 30, 35,
2: maybe? Yeah, close. Close. As of January 2017, they were seeing it 26 million. And then they stopped reporting their sales data. So they had to do Mm -hmm. this through a a third-party company to try to track this information down. So uh, to quote the article here, Sony has a ridiculous lead over Microsoft when it comes to video game business. But what about PC games? You know, what what? How many PC games are Windows exclusive now? So Microsoft is still getting a slice of that pie, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good point to look at too. Yeah. 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 Do you have an answer for that, or was that more like a just a?
2: No, that was that was <laughs> one of those things where we can meditate that both us and the
0: viewer. <laughs> yes. That is true.
1: Well, I know PC gaming isn't hurting at all. I mean, <laughs> Valve alone with Steam basically has blown any argument that uh, there's any concern for the for the PC gaming business. Uh, just because the sheer numbers that they're shift.
0: Oh yeah, they're doing. I don't think they're hurting for, uh, for a for bite to eat or anything.
1: <laughs> you know, it's a multi-billion-dollar. Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, exactly. Service,
1: now, So. Yeah. Yeah, they're not hurting. <laughs>
0: definitely. Uh I think that's it for the news. Anything else you guys wanted to uh share anything I missed?
2: I'm good. Yeah, nothing that comes to mind. I I will mention briefly though, uh as somebody who has one himself, uh the HTC Vive has gone down in price recently to $500 now. So if you guys were to do virtual reality, uh, now is the time.
0: Do you say the Vive or the Vive?
2: Oh man. Oh geez it's Oh, right. this is public and it's being recorded. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I own one, and I honestly don't know. I say V. I
0: was like, "Is it is it pronounced that?" I was like, "He owns one. He must know."
2: He <laughs> <You> would think.
0: <laughs> I was like, "Have I been saying it wrong this whole time?" Oh man! Is it like the the Oculus or the Oculus? Or no
2: see that Uh, one's easy (laughs) but (laughs) just add on to that it's actually been announced they're going to have the full fallout 4 vr experience uh and they are making a separate it seems like a separate campaign almost for doom that's going to be entirely vr as well so Uh this makes me really happy i've been waiting for some really solid vr content for a while so fallout 4 vr is especially something i'm looking forward to now
0: yeah that's that's a game i would definitely like to uh i'm planning to play fallout 4 anyway but playing it in in uh, VR would be awesome I, I still have yet to try VR myself So, and, and, and I remember we were talking about this before, but you said it's, it's really good, it just needs more content in games, right? Would you agree with that?
2: Uh, I would absolutely agree with that, and you know there are some third party softwares that work through some wizardry some coding wizardry, so they can actually take what's being rendered and try to simulate that on yeah. whatever device you have it's partially effective you know, actually having content designed for VR is going to count for a lot. Uh, and again, this sounds like really quality content, which is exciting.
0: Yeah. No, that's awesome. I can't wait until it becomes mainstream where, like, everybody has VR. It's going to be awesome.
1: Well, just to, just to clarify the price, in Canada, the price is actually 800 bucks.
2: No. Yeah. Significantly cheaper. I think it was 1200 before tax when I got it. Yeah, it
0: was. Man, you forked over 1200 bucks for that.
2: I hmm. I got that before I got Car Kelter.
0: <laughs> it's all about priorities. I do have a car
2: now, but yeah, exactly.
1: So it was a choice of traveling to and from work or traveling to just completely new planets and stuff.
2: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if, so really, was it a choice? Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to have to repair this nearly as much as I'm going to have to do a car. That
0: That's is true. Fair. Yeah. Oh, I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm just more impressed. I'm not knocking you by any means. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all right, let's uh, move on from the news and the awesome VR discussion to the topic of the week. So, sound effects. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we edit the sound effects in, but uh, yeah, not yeah. for the live show. Not yet anyway. Uh, okay, so the topic of the week that we're going to talk about this week is free-to-play, The well, more specifically, the free-to-play model versus the subscription model so there are many games in the industry that that go by like especially mmos mmos are 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 probably the most popular easy version for the subscription method anyway like for example world of warcraft you could pay 15 bucks a month and play the game unlimited for that month and, and uh, everyone's on an even playing field. No one has an advantage over anyone else. It's just you pay the 15 bucks a month, you go in and level your character, play the game, and that's it. And um, free-to-play models of MMOs, the, the, the gameplay is very similar in that you go in and probably level your character and, and get gear and all that kind of stuff, but the developers probably invest a little more into microtransactions that you can buy because if they don't have any microtransactions in the game how are they going to make money they can't right then they need something some way to earn money and a lot of the way they do that is through giving in-game buffs and perks or even a lot of free-to-play games such as elder scrolls online they offer subscription methods if you want so you could just do the free to play, just play casually if you want, or if you really like the game, you want to invest some time into it. You can pay a little bit of money to get an extra like experience buffs, or you can you can get I think it's crowns in that game where you can purchase different things in the game like mounts or different things like that. And there's a lot of cosmetic stuff you can get, not necessarily in, in all the schools online, but a lot of MMOs. So. That that's kind of what we're going to delve into today, and not even just that, but we're going to talk about uh, subscription models uh, on other platforms as well. But we'll we'll get to that. So let's just start out. How do you guys, first of all, feel about this? So, trailer. What do you uh, if you had to choose one of these methods, or if there's anything else I left out that I should have added to that to that uh, what I just said? Feel free to fill me fill us in on that. But where do you stand on free to play versus subscription at this point?
1: Uh, They both have their merits. If done properly, a free-to-play can work just as well as a a subscription-based. And I've seen that myself. I've been playing one game that uh, has turned free to play And really, some people are complaining because there's an in-game currency, but there is ways to get that currency without actually spending real money to get it. You can also purchase it if you so wish, but it's pretty easy to get the other currency you get by actually playing the game to actually buy this this currency in the game itself so there's that however there is the bad side of things and we will come to that I'm not going to bring that up just yet but overall I think that uh, free to play is something that can work if handled properly uh, and I'm not, av- I'm not averse to playing uh, sub- subscription based games uh, so long as I enjoy playing
0: it Okay, cool. And yeah, we'll, we'll get into the disadvantages and uh, advantages of each, of course, uh, in a bit. But Recursor, how about you? Do, do you have a, right now, do you have a kind of a preference towards free-to-play or subscription? Or do you have a strong feelings towards any of them right now?
2: Well, historically, for me, honestly, uh, I have seen a trend recently with quite a few games. Things like uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, EVE Online, uh, Secret World, now becoming Secret World Legend, of course, where once the free-to-play happens I would argue maybe with only one exception I'll get to that in a moment, that the quality of the game decreases. Personally that's how I feel. Now I'm not sure if that's because of one factor or another in particular that something can certainly discuss but usually if something goes from being subscription to being free-to-play it's, it's a sign of a downward slide that's either already occurring uh, or has occurred. That's an interesting... In my, uh, in my opinion.
0: No, I would, I would tend to agree with that because I feel like a lot of MMOs have done that, like a few of the ones that you, that you mentioned. They start out strong with subscriptions. And I guess, I mean, if you're, if you're a company, a, a, a company that is raking in money every single month, it allows you to just focus on the gameplay, the core elements of the gameplay. It's like for World of Warcraft, for example, Blizzard is getting the 15 bucks a month from every single player, millions of players playing the game. So they can just focus all their time on adding gameplay, adding raids, adding content all the time. They don't have to focus on, well, I mean, they do anyway. They do add like microtransactions in the game, like for mounts and stuff you can buy off the store. But the, the most of the stuff, stuff they spend time on is PvP, PvE, all different parts of the game. But yeah, like if the game does go free to play, then maybe it's a sign that the company isn't doing as well as they thought. Right? And I don't know, that that's that you know, I I definitely agree with what you're saying there.
2: Yeah, and there's more to it that we can get into too, but again, we got to we got to keep people hooked here.
0: <laughs> that is correct. So, let's uh let's let's, let's start with free to play. So, free to play mmos and there's free to play games. Uh, they're more commonly on PC. There are some on console as well, but more commonly on PCs. So, what is the besides the obvious that the game is free, obviously, what else is really good about free to play? Trailer, do you have any ideas about that?
1: Well, the fact that you can just jump straight in uh, and test it out before you, before you even drop any money on it at all. I don't know. There's. Uh, I've been burned a few times with MMOs that I've purchased the game and find that I totally didn't, just totally did not enjoy what it was just seeing in it. In some cases, it was fully justified, but in other cases, you know what I mean? It's. I would have liked to have uh, have had like a bit of a demo of of sorts, mm-hmm. something above and beyond what uh, what even WoW is offering. Like you can go up to like level. 10, 20, something like that.
0: Twenty, yeah.
1: And then, which you honestly, you really don't get a good feel for a game like that uh, until well later on, uh, because it might seem awesome at first, but that early on, it's I don't know. For me, it's not a good representation of what the game's like, uh, especially at the end game. Whereas, if, whereas with a free to play, you can just jump straight in, you can see what the what it looks like, and if you enjoy it, you can actually. Support the developers by using their uh, in game store to buy cosmetics or quality of life things. So, I mean, it's, it definitely does have its pluses. The downsides, of course, though, is if they aren't making that much money, then they can't afford to have as many developers. Therefore, content's going to be slightly slower to bring out as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I don't know. I don't think. So long as the, the base of developers is there, I don't think uh, overall the quality is going to be that much You know, mean worse than uh, a top-notch uh, subscription-based game.
0: Yeah, okay. Rick, is already have any points to add to that? Or anything else you want to add for free-to-play?
2: Well, you know, it's interesting sort of looking at the history of that as well. There's been some games that have either released or been developed specifically for free-to-play. And then there's other games that have transitioned, as we mentioned briefly before. So mentioning free-to-play in particular, though, I'll point out some successes that come to mind right away. Top one is Team Fortress 2, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Team Fortress 2 has done a great job. They started out, you had to pay for it, I ended up paying for it. But when they opened it up to the public, they also had a great update where... They ended up making matchmaking better. They really smoothed out the entire user experience uh, based, in my opinion, on their successes with CSGO at the time as well, if my chronology lines up there. But yeah, they they really set the standards for that, especially when it comes to how you can give them your money, when it comes to cosmetics, when it comes to the crate system, where you can still get the things without buying a crate, but if you really want something, you can choose to spend the money to have a better chance of getting
0: it. Okay. I I haven't played much Team Fortress 2 myself. Is that similar to the Overwatch style with crates? Is that similar or completely Um, different?
2: To an extent. It's my understanding with Overwatch, the crates are exclusively cosmetic. Whereas in Team Fortress 2, with the items in particular, different items actually let you have different abilities in the game. So you have one item that's a sword that gains power as you get melee kills. You have another item uh, that is very similar to the normal mel- normal medic gun, uh, but and they may have patched this. It's been a while since I've played medic. Uh, you would actually suddenly have life steal, but there were some downsides to using it as well. So mm. th- and, and yet still with these balance changes and the fact that you can't pay for some of it, it's surprisingly balanced.
0: Okay, that's awesome. So that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, no, I, I haven't played much Team Fortress Two. I used to play it like a little bit back in the day, but it was more just. I like LAN parties and stuff, so I didn't have a whole lot of experience with it or anything. Yeah,
2: so I have 549 hours, because I am <laughs> totally an adult.
0: <laughs> so you were well-versed in that game, for sure. So, did, did you say that game didn't start as free-to-play?
2: No, it started as the Orange Box yep. um, when Portal came out, yeah. Uh, so, I remember I paid, I think it was $50, $60 for the Orange Box, and... Uh, if you have already paid for it, like they do have uh, a setup now where the moment you spend any money, you get essentially, it's my understanding, like a preferred customer status, you get some benefits. And if we had already paid for the game, we got those benefits automatically. So it Uh, didn't entirely cut out people who did pay for it initially.
0: Right. That's good. Nice to give a little bit of bonus to people who already bought it. So yeah, so let's move on to some bad things to do with free to play so what is something that because I know there's a lot of people who, who will not play I know pro green Knight is in twitch chat here and he hates free to play games <laughs> but what what are some reasons why people might not like the free-to- play model any ideas
1: well I think the the main reason is three simple words and those three words are pay to win Uh, once you start uh, giving the opportunity for people to actually buy their way to the top then that's where you're going to get issues uh, from the actual player base uh primarily just because especially for competitive games where if if that model is brought in then the only way to actually be competitive is to spend money and some of these people are spending thousands upon thousands of dollars on some of these games for the, for the free-to-play, i sorry, pay-to-win model. So it's definitely something that, uh, that's probably the biggest single thing that turns most people against uh, free-to-play when they hear it, because the, the assumption is, ah, oh, well, it's probably pay-to-win. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at a game, uh, we've talked about this game a few times, I think, but uh, Hearthstone, Blizzard's Hearthstone, the card game, any, any real card game on PC, or, at, at, well, any card game ever, really, is you, if you, yeah. you want to get good at the game, the card game you need to sink a lot of money into it and yes it's free to play and you could unlock a bunch of cards and open booster packs and stuff but the amount of time it takes to get these packs just from playing the game normally would take hours and hours whereas so much easier just to sink 50 bucks get get a whole bunch of different cards and play that way but yes it can certainly be frustrating for the pay to win aspect as well anything uh that you can think of recuzur
2: Uh, Yeah, two things. First off, just mentioning Hearthstone. One thing that I did like with Hearthstone uh, is that you can pay to have more single-player content. Optional single-player content. That counts for a lot. When it gets to multiplayer content and competitive multiplayer advantage, that's an entirely different story. There are some games out there where they're behind periodic paywalls. Uh, something like XP, you might need an XP multiplier to really even think about progressing without a huge amount of grind, even if technically you could in the first place. And I have mixed feelings about that. You know, if it's something that they don't advertise going in, where you're not going to be able to finish this game if it's single player, without paying money, that is a huge turn-off for me. But uh, for everything else, there's MasterCard.
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah when companies are deceptive like that yeah it's kind of uh it can be frustrating but yeah and uh, yeah i think that's good that hearthstone has the single player as well but how how much is that though is it like 30 dollars to access like a single player campaign just a single campaign
2: um yeah i think it's cheaper than that i think it might be 15 to 20 if that
0: canadian okay. okay well that's not too too bad and plus you get bonus cards with that too anyway right i think you do
2: yeah but again those bonus cards if you're using them in the competitive environment that kind of bends me the wrong way you know
0: yeah because then you have to buy that in order to yeah i hear what you're saying
2: yeah and then there's the entire card meta that goes with
0: games like that it's like yeah yeah that is true so that can be frustrating as well the the other thing with free-to-play i guess I feel like it's yeah like it, it can be good for casual players. If you're a casual player, you just want to pick up a game, try it out. I think Trailer you touched on that earlier. If you just want to try out a game and see how it is, then it's totally good. If you just want to play it casually, maybe a couple hours a week or something like that, then yeah, why sink money into it if you don't have to just play for free? And if you want to buy a couple things here and there on the on the in-game store to support the developer, you can. But overall, it's a good idea is to sink Some time do it casually, not pay anything. But if you want to play hardcore, it's very, very difficult to get to the top, get very competitive in the game. No matter what the game is, if you want to be good at the game at all, whether it's being a super powered character or just skill wise, typically you're going to have to sink a lot of money into it, which is a problem I personally have with a lot of free to play games. Whereas why I like the subscription model a little better, like in World of Warcraft, where like it's very hard to to like for the most part everyone is on an even playing field and if you see someone beat the final mythic kill jaden boss in uh, tomb of sargeras the raid out now it's not because they paid hundreds of dollars to get there it's because they're still paying just the regular 15 bucks a month you know what i mean so i don't see anything wrong with that anything else about free to play that we missed
1: not really. I mean, my overall—I um, you know, mean, my co- our connection to them and playing free-to-play games has been mostly positive. I mean, Path of Exile is a brilliant one uh, to use as an example, specifically because for the most part everything's cosmetic. But there's one or two—I you know, mean, quality of life things which are totally optional. You can totally play the game without them. You know, I mean, yeah. just stuff like stash space and things like that. You don't need it. Mm-hmm but it does help. I mean, I played it for long enough that I realized, hey, I didn't pay a penny for this game so far, so I might as well you know, I mean, give some money to the, develop, to, to the developers and help with the actual development of the game itself and hope that they actually do come out with uh, more stuff. And they just recently did come out with uh, the expansion, the free expansion, which added uh, six new uh, acts, mm-hmm. which the game is now massive. It's... it's I don't know. I'll still say that that's the game that uh, Diablo 3 should have been, but that's uh, just going to cause arguments <laughs> <so> on that.
0: <laughs> yeah. But no, and I totally agree with you. If the free to play game, I mean, they have to make money somehow. So adding, something, adding some quality of life stuff is totally okay in my books. And uh, now, if you're paying a subscription for this game, if World of Warcraft had the same option where you could buy more bank tabs for five bucks each or something, I would have a huge issue with that because you're already paying money to play the game every month why i had to pay extra for that right so yeah no i totally agree with you in that sense okay so that's free to play for the most part basically it can work as long as they don't sacrifice gameplay for just adding in more microtransactions and stuff like that let's move on to subscriptions now so subscription games are typically for mmos i'm sure there's games out there that are not mmos that have subscriptions they're definitely out there I can't think any off the top of my head maybe you guys can uh, but typically they are suited, well suited for an MMO environment and like we said before it allows the developer to focus on the core elements of gameplay rather than focusing on all these random things that you can buy to uh, make your character look cool and all that kind of stuff which is cool and World of Warcraft is a classic example of a subscription based MMO where you just pay money every month and you get full access to, to all the content so what are what are some main what, what are the main pros about subscription games that you guys can think of?
1: Uh, well for the most part you're guaranteed, you know what I mean, that the game's going to be there except for some of the games that I played in the past that I just don't exist anymore. All oh, the MMOs games like Tibula Rasa and uh, Earth and Beyond are two good examples. Uh, that I can think of off the top of my head, Matrix Online. Those are all dead now and it's that pretty much just comes down to um, the subs were there in some cases it was the publishing company that killed them other times it was just bad management in fact the the bad management one i've actually thought of a, of another uh, example which was hellgate london the Ooh,
2: good example
1: uh, yeah I bought a lifetime subscription to that, and within the year it was gone. Um, it had been totally mismanaged. Uh, the guy who ran it is now the head of another development company, which I'm not going going to name. But I still pretty much despise despise that name. Um, I wasted so much money on that game and it got little to show for it.
0: You paid a lifetime subscription for it. How much yep. was that at the time? If you don't mind me asking.
1: Just at least a couple hundred bucks.
0: Oh man. And then the company went mm-hmm. under
1: yep and I was trying to per management from the top
0: oh man that, that's <laughs> brutal I haven't heard of that game to be honest uh, Rekusor, I know you have with uh...
2: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean they had the art design set up you know how destiny focuses sort of on on the Diablo 2 loot style system mm-hmm. uh, Hellgate London did that first in a way they actually had it's been a while, so, Trailer, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they have procedurally generated uh, locations, uh, enemies in some scenarios. Uh, really, they were just reskinned enemies. Uh, some pretty unique classes as well, character classes. Uh, yep. it, it definitely seemed interesting. There's room for improvement on launch. Um, but, you know, I, I've been there too. I'm actually so happy as well, Trailer, that you mentioned Matrix Online. I, I loved that game. But unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And it's like they have to have um, a certain market income in order to make this happen. So, you know, when it dips past a certain limit for subscriptions, they're literally losing money on it. So it's hard to blame them. City of Heroes, City of Villains, all subscription games that were very popular in their day, uh, that are dead and gone now,
0: unfortunately. Oh, I forgot about yeah, City um, of Heroes. Yeah.
2: and Not only yeah. that, yeah. Uh,
1: Hellgate London, most of the dev team, uh, or at least half the dev team, came were Ax employee uh, our Ax Blizzard employees that had actually worked on Diablo Two, oh. so because at the time everybody was saying that this was going to be a spiritual successor to Diablo Two.
0: So when did? Uh, Do you say this game was actually released and the and then? Oh number, yeah. Oh, so you were playing? Okay, I didn't know if it was like a concept that people were forking money towards. And then it,
1: no, this and was then before it. the whole Kickstarter craze started. This was like this was a full game.
0: This uh, was like early early two thousands, was it?
1: Uh might be a bit later than that, but yeah, somewhere around there. But uh, yeah, I was really upset about that. Actually, I was more upset about uh, The Matrix Online, but um, if anybody else out there has, has played The Matrix Online and enjoyed it, probably the closest thing that I can think of to that would be uh, Secret World Legends, which it, since it's now free to play, I definitely recommend giving it a go.
0: Okay. Yeah, I know, uh, Rekisaur, I remember when we were kids, because we go way back, uh, I remember you were playing uh, Matrix Online a lot, and it's, you were showing me a... Uh, sitting down in a cafe talking to some guy at a table or something pretending you were actually like ordering from the waiter or something like that <laughs> I was like what is this game
2: <laughs> yeah yeah definitely definitely
1: the discos in that game were amazing
0: the what were sorry
1: yeah the discos
0: <laughs> was,
1: yeah, there was like that, no you know-
2: and stuff in the game Yeah, they they had social locations where you would go. It's the equivalent of, uh, you know, everybody goes to the auction hall and it's like dancing around in World of Warcraft, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, But, you know, just mentioning Matrix Online, one thing that really stood out to me, and, you know, developers will do this now and then, but it, it can be very difficult with the amount of players that we have, but they actually had uh, moderator driven events going on yeah. where it was driving the story forward. Uh, you could actually attend these events. You might be selected to take part in something special. And, you know, that seems worth a subscription to me in a heartbeat. The gameplay, honestly, of Matrix Online could have been better, but having that uh, ongoing storyline being driven that you could take part as, as a player was fantastic.
0: Yeah, that's really cool, actually. Yeah, and that's really what the core of MMOs is, in my opinion, that they are they are very community-driven, or at least they should be. Because I know World of Warcraft has gotten a lot of criticism in the past few years that it's straight away from that, causing people just to join groups, the automatic dungeon finder, where people just join groups, don't even chat with each other anymore. So like, really, it's losing a lot of the MMO experience in that sense, where it feels less like a world and more just like a, a series of different events that happen that make it seem less seamless like a world. But uh yeah, there's there's different MMOs that do have that feel where you feel like you're actually part of the community and it sounds like Matrix Online was really like that too.
1: Oh yeah. Very much so and the community it was great for it as well. So, yeah, it's it's still a sore point though. I never went down. I still have the first uh was it the Prima game guide? For it sitting on my shelf here. <laughs> Do you? That's I may awesome.
2: have gotten that at 1.2, yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's a that's definitely a keepsake.
1: And actually, sitting right next to it is the game guide uh, that I originally got when Hellgate was released.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: I need to stop at game
0: guides. That's <laughs> well, good to read on the toilet, right? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so what are... Uh, what are some, I guess we kind of talked about some good things about it, but what are the, what are some really bad things that are uh, that are tied to subscription based games? Any idea?
1: Well, for me, you're at the behest of the developers. Um, if they promise features that are going to be in the game, and you're paying a monthly subscription, and those features just aren't coming, then there's really nothing you can do about it. You've already given them your, your money. All you can do is stop giving it to them. Mm-hmm. But on that same token, everybody else is going to have to do it as well and that doesn't always happen inexplicably even if it's uh, not if it's something that you find important but not everybody else does then that's going to be a sticking point as well or as at least with uh, free to play if you haven't given any money then what have you lost except a bit of time uh, but with subscription based well you paid on a monthly basis uh, hoping to get these features put into the game and the devs are being really slow about it uh, that can be a bit of a well, for me, that would be a downside. A huge downside.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. And the, the the thing is, with with subscription games, uh, I, I always talk about World of Warcraft, because that's like the main MMO I've played, but I know in During Warlords of Draenor, that was the last expansion that came out. We're currently in Legion in the last one. It was 18 months, <laughs> a year and a half, of no oh. content, no new content from World of Warcraft, which is ridiculous. So... They had the same raid for 18 months. Now, normally they have a new raid every six months or less, I believe, like around that time frame. So going triple that amount of time with no new content was terrible. And that's what left that expansion. It left a bad taste in a lot of players' mouths. And the thing with that is that a lot of people canceled their subscriptions at that time. And that's a good way of showing Blizzard that really they're not impressed with what's going on with the game so that's a good way whereas i feel like that is definitely a negative for subscriptions because some people just do keep playing and then blizzard's like well they're still paying us so we're just gonna whatever but i find with free-to-play games they do pump out content a lot more frequently like in mobas for example like league of legends and and uh, dota 2 they pump out new heroes all the time that entice people to keep playing because they're keeping the game fresh and they kind of need to keep adding content consistently, or else people the game will come stale and people will go away, and then they're not going to get their money. So they need to keep adding more stuff. So it's almost enticing free to play models to keep adding consistent content, which I think can work pretty well. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Rector, what do you got to add? What do you have to add about uh, subscriptions?
2: Well, you know what? Honestly, one thing really just comes down to cost. So I'm just crunching some numbers right now. Uh, do you know how much Canadian uh, World of Warcraft just subscription is right now? It's not a rhetorical question.
0: <laughs> it's uh, it's really close to twenty bucks. It's like nineteen twelve or thirteen or something.
2: So I just did the math, and it's forty nine ninety nine USD. So sixty two dollars, um, and let's just do nineteen fifty. We're round down times twelve. So if you were to play World of Warcraft for a year, that's two hundred and thirty four dollars. Plus sixty-two just to start playing. So you're dropping three hundred dollars on a video game to play it for the span of a year. Like, you know, I, I'm able to afford that. Uh you're I know you're you play Warcraft, so I know you're able to afford it, you know. Yeah. Not everybody is though, you know? So it's interesting. It's it's a gateway, it's sort of like a gated community at that point, mm-hmm. I would argue.
0: Yeah. Well I remember when it first came out, I was fourteen, I think, at the time. And, um, so yeah, it was, it was, the game's been out for a long time. And, uh, yeah, I remember, started shaving last week. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I remember when I was a kid, I had the choice of either, well, I didn't really have a choice. It was either the two main MMOs at the time were Guild Wars and World of Warcraft. And I remember I wasn't allowed to play World of Warcraft because at the time, I'm pretty sure you needed to have a credit card, which I didn't have because okay. I was 14 years old. So the fact that you had to pay every month and it just, I'm pretty sure my parents just wouldn't let me do that. So I played Guild Wars about the game once, and then I could just play it, and it was fun. I enjoyed that. But but yeah, I mean, paying, how much do you say, oh, about 300 bucks to play for an entire year is, is crazy, um, in a sense. Like, I, I think uh, it's different if you didn't have to pay for every expansion because world of warcraft exactly. has six or seven expansions now typically when you buy the latest expansion it includes all the ones before it which is really good but still there's the base world of warcraft game plus legion which is like you said 40 49 us i believe and yeah i mean that is a significant chunk of change to to throw a blizzard just to just to simply log in to play the game
2: and uh you know thank goodness it's never happened to me and i hope it never does but Imagine if you've been playing World of Warcraft for four or five years, and you do something and get banned. All of that sunk money, like oh.
0: Yeah, I mean you've been playing. You've you paid Blizzard thousands of dollars over the years, and then you do one little mistake, and then you're gone, right? So your then mama like,
2: gets scared, sends you to live with your own auntie and uncle in Bel Air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So it can. Uh, that can definitely be a scary thing for sure, but but I mean it's the same idea like if you if you go to Walmart every day and spend a hundred dollars a day for twenty years, is Walmart loyal to you after that like does Walmart owe you anything? No, I wouldn't think so. So like if you spend a thousand two thousand three hundred thousand dollars on Blizzard stuff and then you get banned once, like do you have the right to say, "Well, I've given you all this money like you owe me you should treat me better than this."
2: yeah yeah digital yep. consumer rights uh, versus terms of service and how much time and effort it would take to sort out even minor issues on a regular basis uh, I, that would be really interesting I would love to have an episode just dedicated to exploring how these game companies deal with situations where they really don't have any other options
0: yeah well, that's a good topic that would be a good topic actually just write that that down. right on Another uh, thing I, I, don't, I don't think we've mentioned, uh, the barrier to entry for subscription-based games. Did we, did we, it's it's kind of basically tied into what we're talking about, like paying $300 to play World of Warcraft. I mean, that could kind of throw off anybody to kind of deter them from the game. So kind of like free-to-play games, you can just jump in, play right away, but a subscription game, you're forced to buy the game and then pay a monthly fee just to simply try it. Now, I know some MMOs have a little demo, not demo, but World of Warcraft is free to level 20. But really uh, a like, trial. A trial, yes. But trailer, like you said earlier, you, really playing to level 20 doesn't really show you a lot about the game like oh. based on how the end game is. But yeah, so I don't know. Do you guys think that they it, it can be a huge barrier to entry for subscription-based games? Or do you think it's well not that big a deal?
2: So it certainly can be. Um, mentioning barrier to entry, uh, I'm just going to go back to what I was saying before about sort of a gated community aspect as well, because it goes both ways. You know, it isolates the games community, uh, and it also you know prevents people who would otherwise play on a more casual basis from getting in. Uh, Dota 2 is going to be the example I'm going to reference here with their Battle Pass idea. Is that something you guys are familiar with at all? No, no, not something that I'm that I've come, or come across. So it's different from a normal subscription-based system, but essentially they have different Battle Pass events that go on. Just recently they had the International Battle Pass going on, so you would be able to buy a ticket by spending $15, and then you unlock different things like having Battle Pass levels that give you different abilities and everything. But you have to spend money on Dota in order to do this, and in order to do the International Ranked uh, Battle Pass event, you actually have to associate a phone number with your account as well which prevents the people who would make new Dota accounts over and over, um, Smurfs is the term, uh, from really accessing. So it's interesting.
0: Oh, okay. So, yeah, so that's just a security thing to put your put your uh, phone number on there, I guess.
2: Yeah, but the, the results, sorry, maybe I didn't make clear, is that we have way less uh, casual players that may or may not be as good at the game playing in that game mode because of that, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, do you actually have the battle pass yourself as well? Because I know you're on Dota 2 all the uh, time.
2: Uh, I do. I have spent an obscene amount of money on Dota that I would rather not dispose on air. So yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I could never really get into Dota 2. I, I or any moba really. I've tried a few of them, but uh, no. I, I like Heroes of the Storm just because it's really simple and it seems to be like a dumbed down version of a moba. But uh, Yeah, we should play more. At some point. Yeah, no, we should. So overall, are you a big fan of the Battle Pass thing, or do you think it can actually cause issues, like you were saying, with the casual community?
2: Well, in this scenario for a game like Dota, where if you are choosing to play with a random group of people, you want to honestly have the best people that you can play with. Uh, I've been in a situation where I'm playing with somebody from South America, and they don't speak the same language as me, uh, and that simply happens less with battle pass in many cases.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, it sounds like sounds like it could be a good idea. All right, I think we've talked about the pros and cons of both. I th- mm-hmm. think there's also oh yeah, a couple one other game I just wanted to bring to mention. There was a free to play game called Warframe, which I think we've all played. Shane or Recusor, have you played that too?
2: Uh, I have. It didn't hold my interest very long, unfortunately, but it's interesting.
0: Yeah. But the fact Warframe is just a game where you you're it's basically a shooter game and you just go out and collect loot and build weapons and that's the very very dumbed down version of it. But uh, but yeah, so it is. It I I think that's a really good free to play style game in the sense that you have full access to the whole game as far as I know, and you can play every mission, every level, unlock everything as normal. It's just pay to. Kind of skip ahead a little bit because normally when you make a weapon, it would cost like twelve hours to make or something like that. But if you just want to pay the in-game currency, you can just speed that up a bit. But really, you're not getting any special bonuses or anything. So I think that is a good game that can work too for free to play. Whereas if there was a subscription on that game, then I mean, if that, if that was an option, I think I think maybe that game would benefit from an option of that, where you could just have a subscription to that game and then have access to all the weapons as soon as you get the materials for them. I don't know. So, we've talked about World of Warcraft and Path of Exile, different MOBAs, Warframe, Secret World Legends. Let's, let's talk about uh, this is something that Rekizor mentioned before the, the cast. Different uh, subscription based What do you, I'm not sure what they call these. Let me just say Xbox Live and the PlayStation Network. What, what do you what do you call these? Online platforms well the, what, the, what's the, the term online
2: it? subscription services right it, it's uh online network services and sometimes you have a subscription like for Xbox uh and PSN and sometimes you don't like with PC and Nintendo
0: yeah it's true so the subscription services for a platform like Xbox you get to pay is it 59.99 a year i think or you can pay for the full year or just pay like monthly And yeah, so in order to play online at all on the console, you need to pay that fee. Now, if you don't pay the fee, you still have access to a lot of online services. Like, actually, I was going to say Netflix, but I think Netflix is actually only part of gold now. I could be wrong. But uh, there's basically Xbox Live Silver and Xbox Live Gold. And gold is what you need to actually play online. And but it doesn't just allow you to play online. They also throw in free games. So there's Xbox games with gold, and you get two or three free games a month. Like, full full games. Like, the, I got the first Tomb Raider game from 2013, and I've gotten, uh, I think, Rise, Son of Rome was thrown in there. Like, there's a whole bunch of good quality games that they actually give you. So you're, you're paying the monthly fee to pay, play, but you're also getting a lot of quality content with that. So, and I think PlayStation is similar is it PlayStation Now? I believe throws in a few games. Is that correct, Recusor? Yeah, or Trailer. Yeah,
1: yeah. I can tell you that uh, from past experience. Uh, I let my um, PlayStation Plus pass uh, expire, but Plus, yeah, yes. yeah. They uh, they do do the same thing. This this generation, only reason to let it pass uh, or let it uh, expire, simply because the quality of games that uh, they've been given away for for this generation doesn't compare to what Microsoft's done with their uh, Games with Gold.
0: Okay. And yeah, I mean the Games with Gold, I'm very impressed that they they, they they do actually throw out some really really good games. But uh how how do you guys feel about that? Do you think that it should be good enough just to purchase an Xbox and then you should be able to use it to play online or do you think they're Microsoft and Sony are justified in making the user pay to pay on, to play online?
1: Well, I think it's part of the culture is the big thing i mean not as console gamers seem to expect that sort of thing whereas with us having the hindsight of knowing what where the pc market is maybe not so much for us
2: Yeah. what i have trouble reconciling is i don't understand the value like on what level is it difficult for them to simply act as that network connection you know if they were producing content and Xbox Live expansions or, uh, you know, unique television shows for the Xbox. That might make sense somehow to me. But maybe they are doing this. Somebody should please let me know if this is the case. But if if they were instead, um, you know, bringing something to it as opposed to just charging to uh, send my packets over the internet, you know, that's what I pay my internet bill for.
0: I don't know. Yeah, like... With Steam, I'm not sure how the servers work on games from Steam, but like Steam doesn't have their own servers, right? Like it's all based on the game itself hosting their own servers. Am I right about that? Um, if it's dedicated servers.
2: Yeah, well, to an extent. Um, there are some games where that happens, certainly. Uh, it's my understanding that one of the more common solutions nowadays is to have a separate game ser- server. I believe usually set up by the developer or producer themselves uh, running the matchmaking uh, or, sorry, running the servers themselves where Steam is used for the matchmaking process. Yeah.
0: Right, okay. So, yeah, okay. But on Xbox and PlayStation, does... Do we know who hosts the servers for that? Because I thought it was like Xbox Live servers and PlayStation servers. So... If they are actually hosting the servers themselves then I think it would make a bit more sense to pay the fee would you agree with that?
2: I see your point I do but you know my counter to that would be then why is it so difficult for me to get uh, somebody to join my Bloodborne game you know like there's still in my opinion so many issues with latency you know if I'm paying for an iron solid connection that is going to guarantee me no interruptions that's one thing but You know, I don't think that happens sometimes. There's still a significant amount of leg issue, which is, you know, reasonable considering what they have to put up with. I don't know if the price matches.
0: Right. So you think, is it the fact that you have to pay at all to do it or is it just that it's way too pricey in general? What do
2: you think? Uh, it's, It's almost like extortion, though, I would say in a way, because you have no other option to play multiplayer on these things. I mean, that's a, that's a strong word. Calm down there, Ruckusar. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, that's like saying, hey, here's this awesome exclusive game. Uh, you have to spend $450 to get the console for it, another $60 for the video game. Oh, and now, in order to ever play this online, you have to pay me, let's say, $12 a month or $60 a year, as you said. It's yeah. like, I don't, It rubs me the wrong way, Keltar.
0: Yeah and and really like yeah like that's essentially like paying for an MMO in a sense right cuz a lot of people that play MMOs just play that MMO like if they pay for World of Warcraft they're only going to play World of Warcraft or Secret World Legends or Elder Scrolls Online that's it so they're paying that monthly fee and they don't have Xbox Live but for console gamers who are well really console gamers paying for Xbox Live or or the PlayStation Now or whatever it's called they're, they're arguably arguably paying a lot more than someone who plays on plan MO would you agree with that because if they're buying a game once a month even that's like 60 bucks a month plus the 10 15 bucks a month for the online service so I mean that that adds up
2: yeah, yeah it definitely does and you know what hip-hop bling Jesus I uh, just mentioned in the comments there too um, back in the 2000s. Uh, Xbox Live and their party and voice system it really was pretty stand up compared to all the effort you had to go through to set up Ventrilo and everything back then Uh, but the ease of use of software nowadays you know even just us setting up voice today uh, among the other uh, providers that are out there there's there's so many VoIPs that are available now that's a really good point so you know the relative value has probably diminished
0: yeah that's true and that that was that's a really good point hip-hop the uh the uh yeah, like I remember Xbox back in the day, the fact that you could chat with people playing Halo Two on live i mean that was that was awesome back in the day. You couldn't do that any any in, in an easy way back then as far as I could tell um I don't know, maybe I'm aging myself a bit, and I just can't think that far back but but uh but yeah, it's true. I mean now well well, even xbox has built has Skype built into it now, which is kind of cool, so you could do skype or and chat with people on computer anyway. So,
1: Yeah.
2: Um, While we are on the topic, though, I think I did mention, yes, I agree with your previous point that in most cases, if you're not getting some additional content out of it, people who are playing on these subscription internet services are definitely paying more. But just going back to PlayStation Now, where they are actually providing you with content that you get to keep, they are giving you a trickle of value there. That is definitely something worth noting as well. Uh, do you guys know does xbox have something similar
0: are, are you talking about the free games is that what you're talking about
2: that's exactly what i'm talking about yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we were mentioning uh, the xbox games with gold and you get two or three ga- free games a month and they're they're really good quality oh, sorry. games
2: okay
0: right and no no that's all right cool. and uh yeah and, and trailer was saying that uh playstation he the reason he canceled his subscription is because the 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 games that were offered really had a big dip in quality at least compared to the uh, the Microsoft games that were being distributed. So
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with that statement. They're they're tiny games, you know, it, it's definitely not AAA A value coming out of PSN in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And uh yeah, and like I said Tomb Raider is an, one of my favorite games in the past few years and they gave the definitive edition of that for free for Xbox. I mean, that's insane to me. But I took that. Yeah. It was awesome. And yeah, so comparing those services with Nintendo and like Nintendo has their own online services, which have really come under fire. I mean, because they're just comparatively to Xbox Live and PlayStation. I mean, in order to play with a friend, you need to add like a friend code. And I don't even think there's any online chat capabilities because the Nintendo doesn't want to upset any, I don't know, parents and kids (laughs) because they are really a family friendly company in a sense for the most part so i know that they, they've come under a lot of criticism for that but i mean i guess i can't really blame them if you have a bunch of kids playing splatoon and then <laughs> and then uh you hear a bunch of cursing and swearing coming out their way so
2: you're That's absolutely it. right mentioning that as well though really quickly it looks like nintendo is in fact as of 2018 implementing a 20 dollar a year online service so that's significantly uh-huh. cheaper but they are giving into the dark side it looks like
0: i didn't know that actually or maybe i did yeah. hear that no I, yeah i remember they were yes no i did hear that because the switch it was yeah it was free for the first while on the switch and then they were going to add a paid one right exactly yeah. are they actually adding voice chat and everything to it
2: no idea that's a great question mentioning splatoon as well did you guys hear about the uh no ne- ne- never mind that isn't a this isn't a time of play
0: Okay, you can tell me about that after. Um, And yeah, and on Steam, there's... uh, Imagine buying a game and then having to pay to just use online features for it. I just can't imagine that on PC at all, (laughs) personally. So, I don't know if there's anything else that you guys want to add to the overall discussion. I guess we'll we'll just say, so, Trailer. do you like free-to-play or do you like subscription? If you had to choose one for a game, what would you do? What would you pick?
1: Right at this moment in time? I'm going to go free-to-play free, free to play just uh, because that's where I'm at right now. Would I be open to, to subscription-based games in the future? Definitely, but as of right now, free-to-play all the way.
0: Cool. Rekizor?
2: I honestly think um, if there was something new and exciting that came out that was subscription, I would say sub- subscription, at least for a period of time. At the moment, though, you know, I, I would do free-to-play. Nothing has grabbed my attention, that would last beyond multiple months that I would be willing to pay an extra monthly fee for.
0: Yeah. And th- that's a good point for free-to-play too. Like, if you want to play a game here and there and then come back in a couple months, then it's it's a good way to do that. But for me, like, I like the, the subscription-based model, kind of like what you guys were saying. I like subbing to a game if I know I have a ton of time that I want to invest in it and I know the game has a ton to offer. But I also don't mind different free-to-play games at all like i don't mind playing a game here and there casually and sinking a bit of money in just to uh support the developers too so yeah i can certainly see both sides of it yeah so i think that'll do it for that topic specifically let's uh we got to wrap this up fairly in the next few minutes or so so really quickly trailered any gaming deals in the universe of gaming right now anything we can spend all of our hard-earned money on
1: there is. Um, I don't know, there, that's been pretty quiet as far as the, the deals that I could come up with, but Steam has a Rockstar sale going on right now. GTA 5 has 50% off, so it's now currently $35. Bucks. Uh, as, oh, as far as I know, this sale's going to go on all week. Also for sale is the GTA 4 Complete Edition, a 70% off for just under 10 bucks, and that includes GTA 4, as well as the two other episodes that were released for PC. One of them was uh, the one about the bikers, and I can't remember the name of it. The other, one is about, uh, the other one is called The Ballad of Gay Tony, which is actually the better of the two episodes, I find. So it's less than 10 bucks. Max Payne 3 Complete, which has all the DLC and stuff, 70% off. Uh, it's going for, for about $11.60. There's some debate into that, but I personally enjoyed it and would recommend it myself. Yep. Over at bundlestars.com, uh, Middle Earth Shadows of Mordor is six bucks right now. Uh, they're doing a, it's, the, it's the, coming up to the end of their summer sale, so there's that. Mm-hmm. And also on there, seeing that Quantum Break was 50% off and it is currently going for $21.99. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a game I would totally recommend giving it a go, especially for that price. Uh, I really enjoyed the game.
0: Okay, Shadow of Mordor is amazing if you haven't played it get it right now, $6 is a steal. That game is I absolutely agree with that. Incredible.
2: Yeah, worth it. Worth it. I, I can't find myself doing a second playthrough personally, but what a ride that first time around.
0: Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. It was just so much fun to slaying millions and millions of orcs. <laughs> it's great. Or orcs, I should say, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to be specific. Um, and uh, Quantum Break is a game I definitely want to try as well, because I love Remedy. I love Alan Wake, so that's a game I definitely want to give it shot as well, so I might pick that up for 21 bucks. Uh, any deals that you know of, that you saw? Uh I
2: am a big fan of the Humble Bundle as of recently. Uh, they usually have some pretty good deals going on there. Uh, just a daily reminder, you know, check out Humble Bundle when you have a chance. They have usually really good deals for good causes and goes to charity. Uh, they have a couple of really good deals going on there right now, including uh, Binding of Isaac Afterbirth. I think that is DLC of some kind for uh, 50% off Rogue Legacy, 85% off, $2.24. I played a couple of hours of that. Definitely worth the time and money for that. Destiny 2 apparently is on there now. Uh, just check it out. Lots of good deals going on there too.
0: Yeah, cool. We'll have to do that. Before I do the whole social media spiel and all that stuff, is there any way that we can that viewers can connect with you guys? Um, there might not be trailer. I don't think there's a... Anything, anyway.
1: I told you, I don't have friends, so what do I need a social network for?
0: Man, I'm surprised people just haven't been reaching out to you left, right, and center or just trying to friend you and knock down your door or whatever. Uh, that's all good. Yeah, so if you want to reach trailer, you can reach us through email, which I will share in a second. Uh, Rekizori, you don't have Twitter or anything like that, do you?
2: No, I'm not cool. I might be cool <laughs> one day, but I'm not cool right now. So yeah same deal if anybody has any messages for me uh, you can definitely send them to Kaltor and he'll get them over to me I guess if you like me
0: cool well you heard Trailert and Rekizor if you want to connect with them specifically just fire an email to us at inevercastforthis never at gmail.com uh, you can also follow us on twitter at I number four this and we're on facebook facebook.com slash I never cast for this uh, we're also here on Twitch, live every Monday night, uh, starting around 8.30pm Eastern Time. We're a little later than that today, but that's all good from technical issues. And um, if you want to listen to us on podcast format, which I'm assuming 99% of you are doing right now, we are... Found on iNeverCastForThis.libsyn.com. Libsyn, we're also on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher, and we're on Castbox. And if you like our podcast, please leave us a nice five-star review. If you absolutely hate the podcast, leave a one-star review and, and uh, tell us how we can improve. Don't just say we're terrible and to give up. Let us let us know how we, how we can improve. We, we would really appreciate that. Other than that constructive feedback yes that's the word that's the phrase I'm looking for we'd appreciate that and uh, so yeah I think that'll do it for us Recusor thank you so much for joining us for the first time today really my absolute pleasure you. this
2: is a blast I, uh, if you want me back you just let me know Kelta.
0: Oh, we'd love to have you back for sure I'll have you uh, on speed dial for sure <laughs>
2: awesome awesome. Yeah.
0: and Trey Lard, as always thank you so much for uh, coming back and helping me co-host this thing yeah it was like I've got anything bad today <laughs> well we'll see if you'll be back next week uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you love me really yeah. anyways that will do it for us thank you again so much for everybody tuning in twitch chat thanks for uh, keeping the conversation going on here we really appreciate that and we will see you all next week have a great week everybody Say goodbye, everyone. Can you
1: write group music. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> Peace out.